It's the All Things Techie podcast, episode 14. This show uh, brought to you by the Extreme Media Network. And no Simon again, no Simon Lang, but we're continuing our series of how people got involved in the audiovisual industry. Today we have an interesting character. His name is Rob Hyde. He's AV manager at the University of Bath. And I asked Rob, well, how did he get involved in audiovisual? The All Things Techie podcast episode 14 the all things techie podcast is a product of the extreme media network for advertising and sponsorship opportunities please visit www.extrememedia.ie that's x-t-r-e-m-e media.ie all things techie podcast brought to you by two tech junkies justin dawson and simon lang for more visit www.allthingstech.ie for all things techie You'll, you'll love mine. Mine is really complicated. Oh, I, I do like complicated ones. Because I, the one thing that I definitely like is the fact that I was just looking at your Twitter profile and you're doing a PhD as well. So I am, yeah. <laughs> From my sins, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we'll start off. Uh, by, so when, when did it all start off for you in the world of audiovisual? Oh, crumbs. Um, so... Uh, I, I haven't always done this. Let's, let's, let's start with saying that. I've, I've, I've not really done uh, AV for my entire working career. Uh, when I first started, I, I worked for, for British Steel. I was out in industry. Oh, wow. So, so that, uh, is, that is a different one. Now, the one that I'm, I'm looking forward to doing, I have to say to all our listeners, is Mark Coxon, a.k.a. AV. <laughs> He used to be a vet, and he'd studied veterinary. So we're going to get Mark on in the next week or two to tell us how he went from veterinary <laughs> into the world of audiovisual. I think I think no one beats that story. That, that that's going to be really different. So yeah, that's uh, that's going to yeah. be very very um you, <laughs> interesting. You went from steel, okay? Yeah. So I was. Uh... The British Steel, they they don't do this anymore. But I was a British Steel um, engineering placement student. Okay. Uh, when I when I started, so I actually started mechanical. Okay. Uh, I, I when I first started training, I was looking after huge um, motors. So and, and looking after the internals of great big motors through all the engineering departments in British Steel and ended up in so I, I ended up uh, in the right place at the right time just as they they were getting their IT service going okay uh, so I ended up looking after and putting in all the network infrastructure in all the buildings okay right uh, and I gradually drifted it and then I went and set up um, a conference center for, for British Steel um, right. And I ended up being, well, you're quite, you, you do some techie things, make this thing go. And that's how I ended up in, in AV. So, Right. So, and how many years are, or are you going to tell us how many years ago that was? Oh, my God. I started in British Steel in 1991. Right. So, yeah, not that long ago, says the guy that, like, thinks <laughs> that 1991 was two, two years ago. Yeah, no. In, in in IT terms, it was a lifetime away. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, 
when I first started doing it, the data logging that we used in, in British Steel was actually done on ArcNet. Wow. It was that old. We, we used ArcNet for token ring type architecture. So uh, I, put, I put the first piece of um, fiber in industrial setting in the whole of Wales. Wow, that, that, that's a bit of an achievement. So you went, you went from that end of British Steel into their type of audiovisual. Now, I, I say the audiovisual... I ended, I ended up doing kind of office support and then we looked after the conference centre and then we looked after the meeting venue that they had. Just, it just kind of snowballed. So that's, that's how I, I, I ended up doing that. And then I went, uh, as, as the way of all things, uh, British Steel decided that they might not like to have an IT department. Okay. Uh, and what, what they did then is say, well, we might contract this out. So uh, they contracted the service out to um, Cap Gemini, I think. Okay. Uh, I, and I didn't go with it. I, I, there was a job come up in the, in the local university as a, an audio visual resources assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I went there and got the job. So, and, I, and I've been there ever since. So how do you find the higher education? Uh, well, well, certainly the conditions are better. Uh, I, I don't have to sit there and wire up in two feet of oil. You know, it's, um, there, there are a lot of better conditions in terms of working environment. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's, it's different ways. <laughs> now, you, you probably do get involved with all the LTSMG conferences and SCARMs as well. Have, have you got your CTS as well? You have got your CTS. Uh, I haven't, actually. My, mine, I did start doing mine ages and ages got waylaid into other things so um so you're so but well we have to address that one of the other things that you are taking on board is a phd now i'm intrigued what is the phd in (laughs) okay um the easiest way to explain this is that what i'm doing is looking at the influence of uh, looking at the educational process from the pedagogical, the space and the technology um, standpoint in how that relates to the TEF assessment for a university. Wow. So what, what that's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at basically the PST framework and the variance of the PST framework on, on how universities, uh, how that applies for in the university's case to what their quality assessment for their teaching is. Okay. <laughs> so that doesn't make it sound any easier, and it's actually flaming complicated. So <laughs> it, it, it does. It, it does sound incredibly complicated. And will you be adding your audio visual forte into this PhD? Well, de- definitely, because I'm looking at how, in the first instance, how we relate the pedagogy to what technology you provide through the spaces. Uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll try and relate that by collecting the data to analyse how if there is any relationship between that and and what the quality assessment for TEF is. Okay, and how do you find a supervisor? That uh, no, I was quite lucky. Uh, I, I've been at two universities, so I've been at the University of um, Wales uh, mm-hmm. previously, uh, and about six and a half seven years ago, I moved to to Bath. Right. Uh, and my supervisor now is one of my former colleagues from my previous university who has also made that same trip. Wow, okay. And who was an I, academic colleague. So he, he was the, the director of engineering at my previous university 
and I happened to bump into him and he said, have you thought about doing a PhD? <laughs> and that's how that, that's how that came around. So I, I, I foolishly said, yeah, it was a good idea. Yes. And how many you're in two, two years? Two years later, I'm still I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> and and, and are, are we are we getting somewhere in the PhD? Yeah, uh, I've written my my full proposal, uh, which they've asked me to tweak a little bit. So uh, I, I'm just about to to resubmit that for for consideration again, and hopefully I'll get on and do the research for the for it. Wow! So like you are making big progress on this, and well, I'm, I'm coming towards the end of what what would technically be the first year for a for a full time student, but yeah. Wow. Okay. And um, what what did your supervisor then do his PhD in if it's if it's something similar? Uh, that's a really good question. Something computer science related. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm honest with you, I no idea. You mentioned <laughs> that uh, you are using Office three six five. Yes. Uh, integrating it. Is this one of your latest projects across the? The campus and well luckily it's not mine uh, I, I have a number of <laughs> colleagues that are looking after it um, but yeah it's 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 probably the biggest thing we've done recently in terms of integration work so we're, we're just trying to work out how we fit all the AV services into what's now available so um, we're, we're struggling with the idea of team rooms and um, so there, there are other things that we're, we're trying to trying to put um, together as you talk about Office 365, are you a lover or a hater of Skype and Skype for Business? Um, I'm fairly ambivalent, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> it, it has its quirks. <laughs> Do you? Uh, what? You, you have found quirks in Skype and Skype? Yeah. You, wouldn't be, you wouldn't believe it, would you? No. Um, yeah, it's it's not the greatest thing on earth to use. Let's be, let's be honest. Uh, in in terms of if you're trying to use it in an educational setting, it's not the greatest thing on no, earth. No, I like, so if if you were to choose one of them now, to be quite honest, I always say, and I've I've spoken about it at the LTSMG, is the problems we have with end users and faculty members is they forget passwords all the time, and Skype does not integrate with Skype for business, and you you go. How? Why? Not, not, not easily. No. Um, so I always I, think something that you can just click on. You don't need to log in, or else it's using one single factor authentication, and you're in. And I always think we uh, on the UCD campus have two options. We can use Office three six five as well, but we are. I put on Google Meet if they want a simple, straightforward. Hangout, now, interesting. I've just come back from Scoms, uh, the Scoms conference that was uh, last week. So, mm -hmm. um, in, it, we had a presentation for from Gary Keane, at uh, who's the AV manager at Google. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and in, interestingly, he was talking about the the join tax of getting getting meetings up and running. Uh, I mean, if you if you think on the, on the scale that they provide meeting rooms, I mean, they're they're twenty thousand meeting rooms. Right. Um, they, they, if, if they can't do a, you know, a single, single click action to get into a meeting, they, they consider it a kind of failure really. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's something to take into, into what we build in, in terms of universities. And certainly a lot of our time is, is spent, I, I'm going to have a, uh, a technician in my team specifically designed to look after conferencing. Right. 
because they find it particularly difficult to do. Yes, yes. And now, for your university, okay, I'm going to ask firstly, for your university, are you a Crestron or Extron house? Um, mostly Extron. Okay. Uh, uh, I've got some Crestron bits. Okay. Um, uh, and I've even got some Kramer bits, but not for control. Okay, okay. And if you were to pick which one you would rather to be using? Um, well, given that we're 90% Extron, um, I, I suspect that Extron for us is where we've got most of our guys qualified. So, uh, And I, I keep on bringing this up with different people. I just find that it's easier to go and get your team qualified in Extron. And it seems maybe it's a higher education thing or is it... Yes and no. Uh, frustratingly, if you want your guys pro certified, mm -hmm. it's actually a pain. Is it? Okay. Right. Yeah, well, if you've got as many as many guys that in the team as I have, I mean, I have a team of 12 technicians uh, and a, an operations manager above that. Uh, so, you know, I've got 13 guys that need certification at some point and there just are not enough training spaces with extra. Okay, yeah. So, so that whether there's not enough training spaces can be an issue. Whereas Crestron, they probably have the training spaces, but it's very hard to get the door opened to go on. Uh, now, interestingly, <laughs> uh, Crestron came to campus for me to do the 101 training for everyone. Oh, so actually, we, we did everybody in the same week. Wow. So there is a lot of difference between how they process uh, their applications. The pro certification for Extron, you have to go to Extron to do, okay. uh, whereas Crestron will come to you to do the programming. So mm -hmm. there, there is a difference between there them. There's bits and pieces. I always think for the simple switching mechanisms um, of a, a simple switcher, Extron is more open source and able to be Certainly, we're we're able to self-manage a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you do re, you do require a degree of kind of programming understanding, uh, more for Crestron than you do. You but you're able to do more with the bits. So now I keep on saying to myself, like I've been at the LTSMD conference. I must join SCOMS at some stage since it is aimed at higher ed as well. That yep. Yeah, must actually get across to one of the and was Chuck Espinosa there as well? I he was, yeah. We so he did the an Avixa training day on on the Tuesday. So you you would have uh, you would have enjoyed us. <laughs> He's coming over to Dublin, and I I, I I said that I'm just taking the, those couple of days off in September to just go. So, um, funny enough, I I have just been co-opted onto the committee for scums. So that's that's hot, that's new hot news off the press. Hot so news off the press, you heard the first on all teams techie. We got. So, what are you going to be doing on the committee? Um, actually, the, the most of the stuff coming up is actually planning the next conference. <laughs> so, um, I, I, and I'm not going to reveal where it's going to be. Uh, so. <laughs> now, does does scums happen usually in the summer time? Uh, yeah, so it's normally in June. Oh, that's great, because I, I, I have to say to the LTSMD folk, I can't make it this year. And I really enjoyed LTSMG. And, and funny enough, I couldn't make um, LTSMG this year, just gone. So uh, I, I've missed that one and then gone well, to the then you, you, you missed all the uh, show and tell up uh, at the... At the um, 
oh, I can't think of the, the name, the Spire. Um, at, oh, Olympic Park, wasn't it? Olympic Park, yes. Where we weren't allowed to go on, on the slide because of the weather conditions, unfortunately. But yeah. there was plenty of um, stories that was not <laughs> on there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be best left in conference, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did actually but, talk tech too. To be fair, quite a, quite a lot of the guys at uh, the Scoms conference went on the zip line between the end of the pier and the beach in Bournemouth. So uh, there, there are a few tales of that coming as well. So. Well, that, see, that's the difference now. The LTSMG actually announced at the last conference where the next one's going to be. Yeah. So, so why but, are you keeping so secret and tight-lipped about where Scoms is going to be? Well, I don't think it's been confirmed yet where it's oh, going. So. That's a good point. <laughs> So when it is confirmed, we will get the information. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all, all they said at the conference was it'll be up north somewhere. So as, as in uh, up north, um, I'm presuming north of England or maybe Scotland. So okay. uh, right. I'm, I'm not terribly sure, but they said up north somewhere. So I'm, right. I'll, I'll find out at the end of the month because that's the next committee meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Now, um, next question as a quick part is, are you an Apple or Android? Um, phone user and what uh, I, I am actually an android phone user um so i i have a, a sony phone so um but that just happens to be the one that was on the list that they provided from work um okay. I, I don't know whether you can can, can actually see but I, I do have an imac here as well so well, that was my that was my next question <laughs> windows or an apple user uh yeah i'm talking to you on a windows uh i'm a, on a surface but uh i'm i am actually a mac user as well so i i i'm quite comfortable with both you're quite comfortable with both okay what are the average give me an average day in uh your university in the day's work what for me mm -hmm. cool uh m most of mine's in meetings so uh today meetings so today I, I spent some of my morning speaking to the new student union reps. Okay. So we, we have uh, obviously elected uh, officers every year. Uh, so I met the new education rep this morning. Uh, I then spent uh, a thrilling hour in uh, change management board uh, for all the work that's coming up over the next couple of weeks. So we do that every Wednesday. So um, And then I, I met um sammy buse from lg oh very good who's just started with lg so that's um they're they're, they're changing the way they operate so um sammy is now the new rep for for the uk for for lg uh so i spent uh, um, an hour or so talking to her and then uh i had a, my own departmental management meeting so uh and that was discussing what we're going to do over the summer and and what's coming so yeah, quite quite a busy day today. So you do get a lot of implementation done during the summer with building plans and. Well, we certainly try. Yeah, uh, we've done about uh, fifteen rooms of upgrades so far this year. Sure. Um, and, and we've got pieces of kit. Um, we've just put a new, the new set of uh, NEC five two five projectors in the really quiet ones. Very good. Um, so they, they uh, are proving quite a hit because no, everyone says, oh, they can't hear them anymore. So, which yeah. is, which is a, quite a compliment in terms of uh, seeing how fussy some of our academic staff can be. You know, they don't like anything getting in the way, but these are actually quite quiet. So, yeah. um, so that's what we've been, been doing. We haven't, we're not really doing anything exciting this year. It's, it's really just 
renewing things like display devices that are getting getting quite old so now my, my this is a fun question ISE or uh, Infocom or have you been to either uh, I'm a regular attender of ISE so uh, I've not been to Infocom so uh, in, in my case ISE is uh, yeah. what I would probably choose to go to I, I, it seems to be slightly more enjoyable from from the reports I, I get from people that do go to both um, I think ISE seems to be the one that people seem to enjoy going to more apart from trying to get around the whole of ISE you need to have a bit of a map yeah um, yeah you have to be fairly systematic as well so uh, I did get to see about eight or nine hundred of them this year wow. which, I thought, which I thought was quite good going yeah uh, do you find that like this, this is something that I found from going from private sector into the public sector and higher education. Do you feel that you're treated different when you go up to a stand, someone doesn't know you, and you say you work in higher education? Um, no, it tends to be the same. It tends, okay. it, it, they, they, they tend to have the same sort of response from you. They're, they're interested to find out what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't really see there's any, any difference in treatment. Okay. But having been in AV for <sighs> 23 years, I do know a lot of people. So, well, that, uh, that helps. Yeah. I, 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 funny, you go on, you go to see all the companies, you go to ISE, and everybody goes on the roundabout and comes out the other side again. So, you yeah. know, someone that was at Kramer is now at LG, or you know, someone was at LG is now at Mitsubishi. You know, they they just, they just all get on and come off at a different place. Or even as I went into a, a show with Simon, my co-host, is trying to keep track of who's bought what company. Uh, <laughs> very very difficult. Yeah. Or, or what is Samsung and who owns Samsung and what is under? Well, well the, the the prime one is AMX. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Amex just changed hands about what six times or something. It's if, yeah. trying trying to work out who the hell belongs to who and what and how it works. Yeah, uh, I, you, I think you give up trying and just go to the next year and say, right, who's doing what now? Yeah. <laughs> so, if someone was to give you a tech present, if you were to, and unlimited budget. As a birthday present, and this worked perfectly yesterday because our, our last uh, guest it was his birthday. But if if it was your birthday, <laughs> or something well, like my that. birthday recently, so uh, I I I'm probably a nightmare in that I I'm not one for having huge amounts of technology. <laughs> Being a technology manager, okay, uh, that's the quote of the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's quite busy, so I, I get to see bits of kit all the time. So it's quite nice not to not to do things with them occasionally. But you, I don't know whether you might see that, but I I, I actually have a, an old eight bit computer. I've got a CPC behind me, so uh, I do like having a bit of a tinker with with older things. So is that a four six four? It is. It's a, it's a whole green screen one as well. So oh, it brings me back to when <laughs> I was about ten years of age and yep. Paperboy. This has been sat in in the attic for uh, for quite some time, uh, and uh, yeah, over the last year or two, I've been just having to tinker with some old bits of kit. So, yeah, if any if anyone's got any old bits of kit and they want to recycle them and they don't work, I can quite happily refix them. <laughs> so, is it working now? Is it actually? 
it's perfectly working yeah okay now this has just brought on a whole load of new questions and we could do a whole show on this alone um what games have you got on on the cassette tapes oh my god um let me have a look so this this is actually going back retro now for all this, this is, so here we are there, there's mr freeze mr freeze i remember uh subsunk no i don't remember that one that's a submarine uh, one isn't it yeah it is five aside soccer there we are I, and, and the the thrilling um the graphics. pitch graphics so yeah no i've got uh, i've got about 100 games in here i suppose so uh, over, over the years of collecting them. Now, to, just to explain to our listeners who don't know what uh, Rob is holding up, that is a cassette tape where you could play Manic Minor. It and is. Yeah, there's, Manic, there's Manic Minor for you. And so, each, each game took at least about 20 minutes to load. Oh, five. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> or if if you had the cable, the power cable loose at the back of that computer and you accidentally pulled it out, yeah, you'd have to go back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Thr thrilling. Yeah. Now, have you have you ever? Uh, now you're talking about technology. Have you ever programmed your own game for the Amstrad? Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've done that as well. Um, I I I would quite happily doctor games as well. So I, I was one of these annoying ones that would go, oh, "How does this work?" Oh, brilliant! That 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 is the retro tech. You, Rob, you actually. I don't know if I lost you again. I might have lost you again. No, I'm back. I'm still here. Okay. Uh, sorry, my 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 video uh, froze that time. So, but uh, you would have missed then the LTSMG where we went to a place called Four Quarters as one of our social gatherings, which had all the retro games but didn't have something as old as the Amstrad CPC four six four. Oh, there we are. So I, I'm I, I'm ahead of the game with that one. It's uh, an old school joystick in. Oh, I am in the process of building a, a, a games cabinet. So, uh, so I, I'm doing a very similar thing. I'm I'm in the in the process of building my own. Now. Yeah, that is. And you say that you're not into technology. Well, that I know. I, I I like quirky things. So quirky things. Like that is that is absolutely top the range quirkiness. <laughs> Bob, I'm going to finish off with one question. If you were going, to, if you were to have a young person that wanted to get into the world of audiovisual, which way would you point them? Uh, I would suggest that they actually start looking at things like the apprenticeship schemes that a lot of us run. Right. Uh, so a lot, a lot of the universities now obviously are getting um, the apprenticeship levy to do, um, to, to, to do apprenticeships for, for people coming into the industry. We don't have that in Ireland, but uh, uh, no, we, we 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 obviously do over in England. So, uh, I I would suggest actually looking at one of those because most of us are based in IT departments in AV now. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think interestingly, there there is quite a correlation between where we're looking to go, uh, mm -hmm. and the kind of technologies you re are useful for you in the sector. So I would look at uh, it, certainly an apprenticeship route uh, would be very useful. Um, or the other route in, my, you look at my guys, my guys come from a huge range of backgrounds. I've got photographers, videographers, uh, events guys. Uh, I've got some guys that have done systems engineering. 
you know in my, in my case i'm i'm a systems engineer by training so yeah. uh there there are a huge amount of ways in now uh yeah. in interestingly still not really it based yeah. well, <laughs> it, we we look for people that that, that are quite creative in the way they solve things do you find that ab has been swallowed up by it then yes um but i don't necessarily know for, for the if it's for the best i yeah yeah um uh, I, I certainly think there there is mileage in doing some of the things well together um i actually think there's more of a crossover with the guys that do things like network operations absolutely than yeah. there than there is yeah. with yeah. it well, ip yeah yes absolutely. yeah so i i think if you look at the way that uh I, the it industry has gone and what they do um the AV industry has a long way to go to learn to catch up with with approaching the way that I the IT industry has done things over a number of years. So if you look at the the, the IT industry, if again going back to networks, you've got basically one connector. You know, you've got an RJ45 connector. You know, taking apart the the, the core network infrastructure, you've yeah. got effectively one connector and one set of protocols that people use. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you you try getting that in an AV industry. Well, uh, yes, you know, so, and then you're mixing the sound and the visuals as well that goes yeah. with all that. It, it, it seems deliberately overcomplicated mm -hmm. for what you do, but a lot of the skills are very similar. So, yeah, we we get, ask our guys to go on network training, you know, so there there are ways in now that there, there wasn't before. Yeah. Um, as I said, I come from a systems engineering background. It doesn't really matter. It's the way you approach doing things that matters. Mm -hmm. um, but there, are, obviously, you you can do other things like you can do the the training from people like Avixa. So mm -hmm. a lot of our guys did come and start doing that as well. So uh, uh, but yeah, I, I I I personally have no no requirements for people other than trying to find out how how they approach doing something. Yeah, at uh, the troubleshooting and yeah, yeah. And yeah. Of course, but now, yeah, look look for an apprenticeship route. That's that's a, a good way in now. Uh, a basic technology, you know, a, a technology and IT route. Uh, we can we can convert from there. How young can you take the apprenticeships then? Six, Sixteen. Wow, that's super. Yeah, because I don't think you we would have a program like that in well you you would be able to do apprenticeships but i haven't heard apprenticeships in audiovisual over here in ireland and no i don't i don't i've not seen a, a pure uh, av one i've not not seen that but we're looking at doing a kind of hybrid one where uh, the students maybe do a um, a common first year so they do a just a technology one in general right and then we we might perhaps see if we can branch out from there and do you know different streams of it so that then you might get a network stream and, a, and an IT support stream and a and a development stream and perhaps an AV stream as well. Super, super, and of course uh, SCOMs as well. Now that you are a committee member, we have to give SCOMs a plug. Yes, yeah, uh, I, I'm, yeah, def, definitely. If you if you want to do something, we we should uh, we should get you involved and see see what you want to do with it. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it I said for me it's been a useful thing to bounce ideas off each other um, and this year we 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 had some some really fascinating things to look at I said Gary Gary Keane from Google was a really interesting one about how they approach doing things and they they've gone from 
from the extreme that we have where you have environments that are different depending on where they are they they they've gone for you can have this type and I think that's a, that's a fascinating way to approach doing things. And actually, I'm going to try, I'm going to try and take some of the lessons from that into into what we do, yeah. uh, and try and make uh, a, a more easily deployable set of spaces that we've got. I mean, I have about 15 types of room, uh, mm -hmm. which, which to me seems reasonably excessive. Rob, it's been great to talk to you. Yeah, no problem, Justin. Yeah, and uh, best of luck uh, with the role in SCOMS as well and getting the conference going um, it, uh, when I seen the amount of work that went into the LTSMG conferences and I remember at one stage being approached and saying oh you could do one of these in, in Dublin and I thought to myself you need a big <laughs> a conference like well, well interesting I hosted the SCOMS conference in Bath uh, three years ago wow. and yeah it, it is a Thing, it's quite something to do mm -hmm. um, but yeah it, it's it's definitely worth a look at doing uh, and, and on that note I need to just get my stuff together and actually join SCOMS and, and get over to one of these SCOMS events yeah uh, I said ne next year we'll be somewhere up north that's all I can tell you so it'll it'll be either north of England or, or Scotland I would guess so um, and once you get that arcade thing going, I, we wanted to see some videos of it as well. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, um, I'm I'm still in the process of building. It, it, it's again, this started as a as a very strange conversation in work that said, "I've got this old thing. What should we do with it?" Give it to me. <laughs> give, give it to me, and I'll try and do something with it. So I ended, I ended up making a little little cabinet for it. I haven't got it here. It's it's in some of my other rooms downstairs. Is it going to have a coin slot and everything going into it? Uh. I don't know if we'll go that excessive. Okay. Uh, I, I might have a button that we press that makes it you know, do something, but yeah. See, th this is when you have the engineering background behind you that can make yeah. things happen like that. Super, Rob. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And you, Justin. Thank you for tuning in to the All Things Techie Podcast, episode fourteen, with myself, Justin Dawson, and our special guest this week rob Hyde. thanks to you to rob for joining us on this program if you have an interesting story of how you got involved in the audiovisual industry we would love to hear from you you can visit our website www.allthingstech.ie or you can tweet myself at justin or dawson and uh, you can send me emails as well uh, from my official website www.justinordawson.ie com as well uh, for me justin dawson and simon who can't be here but simon will be back soon thank you for tuning in don't forget in a next episode or the following episodes we are going to be highlighting vodafone and spam calls do you get a lot of spam calls to your cell phone or mobile phone we're going to be taking it on an irish perspective and addressing it because i'm still getting a lot of spam calls to my mobile phone and uh, I'm getting sick of it. And Vodafone, you're not helping. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. All Things Techie Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. See you soon. The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E media.ie.